What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for having <laughs> me. I am. Uh, I'm elated. I'm, I'm here with two legends. Stop. In the game. So <laughs> you're the legend. What a way to bring up the sunshine. Looking out over Three Ridges Golf Course. Beautiful. Sitting here with you guys, interviewing yeah. with you guys. What a great morning. Can you believe you've been in the NFL for 18 years? Absolutely not. <laughs> and and I, I say that with with, prefer, with prejudice because I wasn't sure I'd make it past the first year. Um, my first year, I mean, it was such a blur. The game was so much faster. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was amazing. I was like, I was doing more watching the game than officiating the game. That's why I didn't think I'd be in there longer than one year. But it has been a great opportunity. Um, I certainly enjoyed. Um, but, yeah, 18 years has gone by so fast. Well, as you were watching the game, you didn't catch yourself trying to clap after a really good play, did you? A couple of times. You really got in trouble. Actually, a couple of times. I, I seen a pass coming right right at me, and I almost intercepted the ball. Ball skills ball, just naturally hey, come out. It's just natural. I'm ready for an Oski, baby. So tell us about your role being the kickoff event voice here at KFOA Pro Football Media Day. What, what, a, what a golden opportunity. Um, you know, I have seen over the years because – I was a part of this organization as an official, but after I got into the SEC, I continued my relationship with KFOA as a, a supervisor for the state of uh, TSSAA, and and I have seen the decline in officiating. Um, you know, the talent level is, is just declining, and, and I think looking at things over the years, I can see part of the reason why that has happened. Part of it is a lot of people just don't like the, the conflict with fans. Um, fans have gotten to a point now where it's just out of perspective. They're willing to fight, argue, mm-hmm. and, and, and complain the whole game as if their team never fouls, never does anything wrong. And unfortunately, it's, it, it spills over into the officiating because they got to have somebody to blame. And so from that perspective, we have seen a great decline in, in recruiting of new members. So we are, we are trying to get that back. Um, I have seen some states and talking to other NFL officials, um, their states have actually gone to filing charges against these fans who are assaulting, I mean, literally fighting these officials and following them you know, home and following them out of the football games and things of that nature. So, therefore, guys don't want to subject themselves to that. And it's so unfortunate. Terry, one thing calling high school games, we do different teams each week on the, the game of the week. I did it with Jay Graham sure. this past season. And there was times where it was kind of frustrating for us just wanting to list the officials. Yep. And some crews don't even give their names yeah. to any of the broadcast organizations. Is that something that's kind of been talked about down the line as a way to try to protect against people on social media and fans getting after them? Well, I think I think there has to be some discussion about it. Right. How to how to effectively um, how to effectively keep people safe right. because that's the number one goal. If the goal is to keep the players safe, the coaches safe, and hopefully the fan base safe, well, the officials have to be included in that, right? Mm-hmm. So 
Um, I'm sure there has been some discussion about it. Of course, we don't know what that discussion is. Um, but I think it has gotten to a point where people take these games way too seriously. Mm -hmm. And I think they're, you know, everybody think their child is the next great thing to make to the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, to where they think they do no wrong. But what it does, it's a disservice to those, those kids because they see their parents cursing out officials, and now they think they're supposed to do it as well. Yeah. And seriously, we have seen that, um, even in the NFL stadiums. Um, f you know, fans yelling and screaming and cursing out officials, cursing out players from the opposing teams, and next thing you know, their children are doing it. And I'm talking 10-year-old kids who are cursing at adults, and that should not be. Terry, with the shortage of officials, did, did you find that in the state they were playing more games on Thursday and Friday to split it up so you would have officials – enough officials to call the game that is correct um we've had to, they, they did have to make adjustments uh over the years because of that fact and not to mention the fact that we were running guys ragged because that not only were they moving high school games to thursdays uh to to try to uh, offset that but you still had um middle uh, jv football that we were doing so nobody considered that part so some guys were working three or four nights a week um, doing peewee football um, at John Talton. So we still had to provide officials for that as well. So there was a lot going on, and a, it, it became a massive week for weeks for a lot of guys to have to work three or four nights a week and still have, mm -hmm. you know, have family time. You uh, officiated high school for six or seven years. Uh, you were in the SEC, I believe, for six years. Correct. NFL for 18 years. Did you ever – find it challenging because the rules are different high school to college to the nfl of being in a game and thinking no wait a minute that was that the high school rule or is that the college rule did, did it, that ever impact your thinking make you hesitate a little bit certainly it did jimmy um there were there were times that well that's why they wouldn't allow us to work um high school once you made it to college because the rules were so different and they definitely didn't want you in a Saturday game, uh, college game, making a call that is high school rules related. So, and vice versa. And, and it makes sense. And, and and that's why the same the same rules apply for the NFL. You can't work college because the rules are so different. And that's the intent. The intent is for the rules to be different because of the different level of play. So, uh, yeah, there there's oftentimes um, – that 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 conflict of trying to justify which rule applies to which, um, so that would not be a good thing. Um, the NFL rules there there's so so many rules in the NFL that you have rules, but then you have exceptions to the rules, and then you have exceptions to the exceptions of the rules. <laughs> so seriously, you have to and, and you have to know because it, it's all based on certain situations and. Uh, you know, yeah, it's it's so different. It's just challenging, to say the least. There's no one can say they are actually a master of NFL rules. No one can say they were masters of college rule. You can know a lot of them, but there are always some that was slightly different based on the scenario. So, Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! Yay! 
the hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> in 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. So you've you've gone through the process and gone through the ranks and worked your, your way back up. Now this is what, year 18 in the NFL? Going into year 18, yes. Wow, six in the SEC and, and worked your way up. And that's not including four years that I, I, I served in NFL Europe. Okay. Before I got into the NFL, I had to train mm. in the NFL Europe League. Love that so, league, yeah. Yeah. So, but the my, my point is, is that if you want to be around the game and maybe you're not able to play it, but be around the game, this is a great opportunity to do that. And you're a great example of how you can work your way up the ranks and be at the highest level. There's other examples about that. Talk about how the pathway could be there for you to be in the game and maybe stay in the game. Absolutely. You know, one of the things as a former player, um, you know, I played at the highest level in college football. I beat Alabama four years in a row. So I can graciously say that. Um, but the thing is, I had no intent, no intentions of officiating. Mm-hmm. Officiating was not on my radar at all. In fact, I hated referees. <laughs> hey, as a defensive back at Tennessee, my motto was, it's better to cheat than get beat. Because I knew I had Johnny Majors standing, waiting on the sideline for my butt to get over it. We all knew that. So that was our philosophy. But here's the thing. It has provided such an avenue, and, and, and I have to thank several guys who are local. Bert Ackerman, Rocky Good, Gerald Hodges, Eddie Powers. Um, who am I missing? Um, I think those, are, those, those guys are the ones that helped convince me after my playing days. You know, I went to the Chargers and ended up the NFL went on strike in 87. Mm-hmm. So I came back, finished up, got my degree and wondering what was next. And next thing you know, I'm having a conversation with these guys about, hey, why don't you consider this? And at first I was like, absolutely not. I have no intentions of doing that. But then over time, they wore me down because I was Get an inside look at Hollywood with Michael Rosenbaum. Let's get inside of my buddy, Kumal Nanjiani. When you talk about Eternals and it wasn't the response that you were hoping, how did that affect you? Marvel thought that we'd be going on a wave of raves, you know, and it wasn't true. The reviews were really bad. And you were aware of it while you were on tour? Yeah, I was too aware of it. And so very intentionally, I did start counseling. Emily says that I do have trauma from it. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum wherever you listen looking for an opportunity to 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 stay healthy to stay in the game um but i didn't want to go into coaching because it just requires too much time and effort so um i finally tried it they asked me they invited me to go over the ut and do some practicing during the spring and i i I ended up falling in love with it so it was a great way to stay around the game that i played all my life so it, it was a golden opportunity but, yes, I think uh, for, for new guys, if we can get them to come in, it certainly provides an opportunity because if you look across the country, there's so much sports that to be played, and we need officials to help with that. And, yeah, you can, you can parallel yourself up, you know, the, to, to higher status in football. Or, the, I'm go sorry, go ahead. No, no, go right ahead. No, I was just saying there's current examples in the SEC right now. Correct. Uh, Lee Hedrick, Matt Holyfield, Jeremy Parker. Correct. Who also uh, – 
officiates in the Sun Belt. So there's and there's many others in college football sure. right now. So sure. there's a a pathway you can go to if you want to be a part of it. It's AA slash officials and uh, contact KFOA and you can be a part of it and uh, and officials and get more information on that. Terry, really? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jimmy. One quick, quick thing: Did yes, you ever sir. tell a Tennessee defensive back it's better to cheat than get beat? Yes. You did. There we go. Absolutely. I still tell people that today, just like I told you guys. I really live by that motto. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. Scott Grimes is here Thank with you. us. Voiceover, that is like my dream job. I think I just have too distinctive a voice and I can't manipulate it. That's why I'm right. not a good singer. This is how great Seth MacFarlane is. I went in to do it and I was talking like this and he goes, good, now just get rid of the neck thing that you just did because it's one, it's ugly. And then I just came out like this and came up with this guy named Steve Smith who has a tiny little lisp, but so does Scott Grimes, so it's perfect. What women binge wherever you listen.